Why are you wasting yourself on her? I said enough. You don't need her. I am here for you. Don't you see? You and I, the leaders of the new order. It's right that we should be together, joined as one. Welcome to Series 3, Episode 15 of Conversational Legal Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Hi. Sabine. Hey. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 3, Episode 15, the screenplay was done by Anthony Reed. It was directed by Janet Stubbins, and the episode synopsis read out by Maggie. Lex is determined to return to the mall despite the advice of the rest of the rebel leaders. A frustrated Casey resorts to what he does best in order to get information, and the power struggle between Trudy and the Guardian reaches ahead. I don't really like this episode, but I must admit <laughs> that there's some really great acting in it, and there's actually some good creative camera shots yeah. that we haven't seen in a while. See, I like this episode. You, yeah, it makes sense. It's insane. But yeah, that's. That's probably just me. It's, I mean, it's an episode. All right. Um, yeah, let's begin by jumping straight into last episode's cliffhanger. So after being rejected by the Guardian, Trudy tries to placate him, telling him that she was only thinking of the future of the Chosen and how their children can carry on Zoot's work. This, however, only makes things worse, and the good Guardian orders, aka screams, at her to leave, telling her that she's impure and unfit to be the Supreme Mother. <laughs> so yeah, Pam, what did you make of the Guardian's reaction and Trudy's proposition? Uh, I'm... Mm. You, you <laughs> can go ahead, desperate. Sabine. <laughs> Girl be desperate. Ah, uh, her, her proposition, it's... Yeah, she clearly has lost a plot and is just scrambling to, you know... To, to keep her place in this group, the little power she has, at least in her own mind, because she doesn't really have any power. Yeah. And I, I think for some reason, she just assumed, okay, he's spending time with Tysan, so she must be seducing him, because why else? That's what Tysan does. Uh, it's what Tysan does, and in her mind, it's what women around her have always done. I mean, in her brain... You know, that's what people like Ebony do. It's what people like Tysan do. You know, they throw themselves at men. So she figured, yeah, if they can, why shouldn't I try it? If it worked for them, it should work for me, right? Because I'm Supreme Mother. But yeah, no. I mean, it was quick thinking of her claiming that, um, you know, she was thinking of the future of having more babies for the cause. But yeah, the way she went about it wasn't them. Um, I don't actually think she was thinking about the future. I think that was a, an excuse yeah. she latched onto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was quick thinking. I, it was just... I don't think for a second she was like, yeah, you know what this cause needs? Mm -mm. More babies involved. Mm -hmm. um, nope. That was just that was a Hail Mary right there. Because yeah. his reaction confounded her so much. She thought she had him figured out and was like, okay, so he's just like every yeah. other guy in mm -hmm. her view. And 
then his reaction is so volatile and confused. He's not just volatile. He's like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. what is this? I don't know what to, <laughs> ew, gross, you know? And she's, <sighs> oh, she in turn is confused. Like, well, why is he reacting this way? I thought this is what he wanted. This is what you get when you jump to conclusions. Um, but, you know, she's really thrown off. And then she realizes I've made a huge mistake. How can I mm -hmm. cover this huge mm -hmm. mistake? Mm -hmm. And so she scrambles and says all these things, because how do you backtrack on what she just <laughs> suggested that yeah. they rule the chosen yeah. together and play the Brady Bunch, you know? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think she was like, you know what we need to do? That's what this chosen needs. Yeah. It's for the cause. Like that's said, nothing to yeah, do with no, it. No, no, that's why I said it's quick thinking. She just came up with it on the spot with a, oh, darn, I need to say something to get out of this. But I just, I have to say, I love his reaction, especially the first oh. one. The, yeah. No, Supreme Mother, no. <laughs> and then the turning around and instantly asking her after, are you decent? <laughs> his, his reaction is the most interesting to me because, um, like, I already know. Trudy's head is for the most part you know I, I get it mm -hmm. she's desperate she's insecure she's afraid of losing any security she has blah 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 um, but his is interesting because he he is confused at first and for her to show herself he, like he's literally backing away like what are you talking about why are you <laughs> coming into my personal space he almost seems afraid yes and then he can't even look at her the idea that she has sexualized herself fragments the place in his mind that he's placed her you know mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so i like watching him go from genuine confusion to disgust to anger at the more she's saying you know and like he literally at one point just says you would cheat on our boyfriend zoot how dare you you know what I mean? yes like, exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, that's what makes him the most furious you know and i just I mean, they're both really good in this scene. The performances mm -hmm. are fantastic, but... They wow. always play good off each other. It is so awkward, like, the cringe you feel mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the situation. I was embarrassed, yes, for both of them. Oh. You know, just, this is... You know what feeling you gave me? I was horribly embarrassed last season when we had Celine throwing herself a prey like that. Jeez. But this, it's up a level. It is, it, it is, you know, because you see, like, in, in, in that matter of a few moments, you see her go from being on this high pedestal, right, in his mind, to being lower and lower and lower with each word she says. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it just, it, she's, there's no recovery from this. <laughs> that, that this is, you, you signed, mm -hmm. you know, your death warrant, if you will. <laughs> Basically, I'm, my mind just keeps going, and I, I just cannot with this. The outfits he's wearing. I mean, all Trudy's outfits that we've seen are rather, you know, chaste. Modest. Uh, yeah. Modest. This is not something she would normally have in her wardrobe. So which chosen did she approach with a, hi, I need a slutty red dress now, AS. It was probably May. It probably wasn't a other chosen member, right. you know? I, I, I think, don't know. I think that explains why it's actually not that, as you guys say, slutty. It's 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 slutty as she could find within the yeah. Family. That's, that's a very that's a very conservative dress. That's a perfect date dress. You know what I mean? It's got some mm -hmm. peekaboo teases, but mm -hmm. yeah, for her, yeah, those yeah, fishnet though, you know, that's a little over the top. But it's yeah. as it's as provocative as she could find. I mean, they there's a there's a lingerie shop in the mall if she really wanted to go hard. You know, she could have worn tassels and stuff, you know, but uh, this is actually a pretty conservative there. dress. 
No, for me, it was the fishnet she had underneath. Yeah. Uh, that really, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, she you tried. You see Trudy wearing anything like that. Like the closest she's come is the little red thing she was wearing when she slept with Zoot. Her nighty, yeah, her slip or whatever. <laughs> no, she was she was wearing that red thing at the dance. So, oh well. I wonder at the uh, casual misogyny in the script. I'm wondering if it actually serves a purpose, or if Ray just and the writers just think this is these are true statements that the characters are making about well, women and men, and that everybody would make these assumptions about a woman's behavior. I'm just curious because it does seem rather purposeful that everybody. Um, how do I say? Everybody refers to Tyson in such a derogatory way, despite the fact that one, the only action she ever took that could be conceived could be seen as, I don't know, man stealing, male hunt, man hunting, <laughs> man seducing would be when she first slept with Lex when he was in a known relationship mm-hmm. with Zandra. And I wouldn't even call all that seduction. She literally just walked into his room and said, want to have sex? And he was like, yeah, you know, that was it. And as soon as he got on her nerves, she was like, bye. You know, um, the second time around, he did more of the seducing, you know? Um, and he wasn't in a relationship. She didn't steal. I hate that term, but she didn't take him from anybody. Um, so I'm just curious as to why that seems to be the common language in the script from all of these characters in the same way that people, in the fandom called Bray a ladies man or a, a manipulator of women when it's like, when has he actually done anything to qualify for this uh, common thought about him, you know? And the way Tyson is spoken of, you don't have to like her actions, but I just, there's a lot of misogyny in there. And I'm just curious if the writers were aware of it and if it was there for a purpose. Like, were they trying to give the message of how easy it is for um, your reputation to be taken up a notch by the people who are supposed to like, or supposed to be your friends, but this is what they secretly think about you. Um, Like, was there a reason behind it? Or was it just that's how they honestly feel too, you know? I mean, it was 20 years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, it's tough. That's tough. You know, I have my feelings about Tysian for various reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. And, like, she didn't necessarily, like, try to seduce Bray in season two, but she was definitely, you could see it. Like, the way she, she was at him, flirting the things that she would say. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was, all, it was only to get her way, you know? And that's why I feel like she set up this, you know, she, she's got this reputation. And we see it now, even. She knows that, that using her female charms is helping her with the Guardian. There's no doubt in my mind that she doesn't know exactly what she's doing. Yeah, she does. I get that. Um, the way that she looks at him, the tone of her voice, things that she says. I just, and I think that it, it's the, I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I'm not trying, I don't want to be, you know, against women. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm not, uh, it's just what they've given us, unfortunately. And I do think that it probably is because then, you know, teenage girls like will do whatever they can that this is the thought process of maybe the production team or whatever, you know, whoever created the show, uh, that it just is what, you know, that's what girls do. Very fair. I mean, 20 years ago, you know, we didn't have the Me Too movement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We didn't have what we have now. Uh, we didn't know better, if you will. We did, but we, you know what I mean? Hollywood and all that. Uh, yeah. There was this, this trope that came along with the, the female-male interaction. And you still see it in, in TV shows and movies today. 
Yeah, I agree with most of that. I think, yeah, the, the tribe is obviously definitely a product of his time. Um, and I think most of the female characters are meant, are, are seen as tainted if they're not pure, if you see what I mean, if they have mm-hmm. other relationships outside of their sphere. Um, but if it's a guy, it's not quite seen as obviously the same way because it's just different. So the way it was seen back then, it was a lot yeah. different. Yeah. And you can yeah, see it in the writing. Can, um, you've seen it just in my a, high school, it was similar. Mm. I mean, we, like, we've seen it a few episodes ago, just when we talk about Amber and stuff. It's just, it's just continuous. Like you said, you either, you either pure or you're ebony kind of in that sphere. There's, there's no kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's the no writing. gray area. And it, this goes up right up to season five. You know what I mean? So oh yeah. It's, it's not, yeah, it's not a shock. <laughs> the guardian is so set up as the kind of person who separates women into the Madonna horror complex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. like with the writing, it feels like that's what everybody does. So what makes his take so unique, you know, when it's basically everybody seems to feel the same way. Um, and I, I, it's just too bad because I feel like something unique could have been done with this. And I really wish there'd like been a purpose behind it, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, that scene was Trudy. You can see the Guardian. She's fallen out of his Madonna place where he forced mm-hmm. her yep. into it. Yep. Like he, he, yep. he was the one who was like, this is what you have to be. And then how dare she fall from that image in his mind. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that they're actually in a relationship, but since we've compared the relationship to an abusive marriage, it's just this, it's that we've seen that before where a husband, you know, puts his wife in the Madonna place. And yet he does want to slink around with the whore, you know, someplace else. His wife can't ever possibly be that. And if she even dares to do that, she's disgusting to him now, you know. So it's, (laughs) I don't think the writers realize that having people agree with the bad guy about women's places in society is not a good look. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Hmm. It is a shame. It, you know. it is fitting for the character that the guardian is, though. I'm, oh yeah, what? That's my point. It's totally yeah. fitting for yeah. him. But with the writing, they're making all of the characters think the exact same way, and it's like. I mean, I feel like Trudy's had this thought about Tysiano since season two, or not yeah. no, since season one. You know what she, I mean? Like she, t- I don't know what it is about Trudy, but Trudy and girls. You know what I mean? And other females. <laughs> Trudy does not get along with other females. Yeah. That's not fair. She does. I mean, it's not fair, and she does eventually, you know what I mean? But you also see her getting burned by females that she considers friends. Not like... Yeah. Yeah. She's different from the rest of the girls, you know, Mm. we see. Well, she does have something different. She can't be just a regular teenage girl. She has to be a mom, Mm -hmm. and that does cause a sense of separation from her girlfriends, Mm -hmm. but... She does get along with them, um, but you yeah, know. But, it's, but but even when the virus hits, even in the flashbacks, she don't see Trudy hanging out with any other girls or talking to anyone. No, the girls were her no, competition. Yeah, you know, Ebony was always her competition, um, and it probably goes back to having you know Bray go after Ebony, having Ebony take Zoot. You know, like it, it's it's crappy. She just probably yeah. ha- she probably has abandonment issues. You know, you see it. Uh, and I honestly feel bad for her. Yeah, I, I'm with the guys on this. It's not until, like, the whole brainwashing thing with Amber that she actually makes a solid connection with another female yeah. character in a significant way. Yeah. 
um, and then yeah. even then, you know, she's burned by Amber. Like oh, that's the later nonsense, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but the, at least they had yeah, a but... good bond forged in the show. But yeah, there was, she never really had that before with anyone, really. No, not not like Celine was competition. You know, and Celine yeah. wasn't even just competition for another man. She was competition for her baby, too. You know, the only female we've seen her interact with in a normal way in the beginning was Zandra. Hmm. I guess you guys are right. Uh, it really is just a, a sad product of its time. That yeah, this is what women are to each other. You know, you're either friend or competition. Teenage girls, you know, it's just yep. it's rare that the show shows its age so blatantly, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because it really was ahead of its time and its writing and what it was willing to say to a young audience. So mm-hmm. I guess this just stood out to me like, wow, you really have dated yourself with these these thoughts and putting them on the screen. So, I, yeah, yeah, I guess that's why I just caught how, my attention. How could they have known? How could they have known that well, time would change that way, though? But here's the thing, though. Even I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything for, you know, the books, but even in the books, you see it still. No, I'm not saying they should have known. I'm saying it's rare that there are moments in the show where you're like, wow, you were definitely made 20 years ago, you know, where it makes it so obvious what the common thought was, the common ignorant thoughts were at the time. You know, it's just so rare that the show Mm -hmm. wears that on its sleeve. That's all I'm saying. It's like, oh, wow. Most of the time, a lot of the show still kind of holds up. Yeah, it's for a younger audience, but yeah, you know, it's viewpoint on things usually still holds up, you know, and, uh. Hmm. I, I I'm finding that I gotta I gotta constantly remind myself now as an adult when I watch it that these are teenagers. This is a group of children. You know they are teenagers. How were we when we were teenagers? You know, horrible. I mean, not everybody. I'm not, I'm not going to say everyone. You know what I mean? Because there are exceptions to the rule, right? Uh, but teenagers are teenagers. I they it's a scary situation. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just really sensitive to it because I've been that girl who mm-hmm. was slut shamed and I was confusing, trying to navigate that, trying to navigate what it is that boys wanted from you. And one misstep, the whole world, it's your fault, you know, yeah. it's, it's on you. And you're just like, I'm, I, what did I do that was so different? And you're trying to make a rule book. I literally had a book called How Not to Be a Slut. And Ugh. like me and my oh. friends would follow it. Breaking my heart. Because, you know, you make a mistake with a boy and then it's everywhere all over the neighborhood. And people that you love are saying these horrible things to you. And you're not understanding you're a kid. And you're just like, why would you say those things about me? I just, I was with a boy and I liked him and I did this thing. I thought it was okay. He was there too. I wasn't the only mm-hmm. one in the room. Yep. And so you, you, you try to chalk up what the rule was. Okay. I guess the rule was I shouldn't do it if he's not my boyfriend. So you made sure if long as he was your boyfriend, you could do those things. And then one day your boyfriend goes off and tells everybody these horrible things about you and you're still a slut. And you're like, I don't understand what I did wrong. I followed the rules. And so you decide I won't do anything with any boy because it doesn't matter. And then that boy dumps you because you won't do anything. It was just. Because you're crude then, yeah. Right, you know, and so, I don't know, maybe I was triggered today, yeah. I apologize, but I was just like... No, you're, you are fine, you are fine, I understand. <laughs> I was like, why? Why would they do this to this character just because she's 
open with her sexuality but you guys have made really good points so thank you <laughs> yeah no and i do apologize if you ever think that i'm like <laughs> slut shaming her because i'm like i i know what you're doing you're doing it you know for a reason you mm-hmm. have your reasons you know what i yeah. mean but it doesn't stop like the overall like you said you know the stereotype uh mm-hmm. like that's what we get unfortunately um and i don't think that it ever really goes away with tysan i think it follows her even into the theories later on in season five. You know what I mean? It's rough. Luke did warn you. Alice, why didn't he report me to the Guardian? I don't know. Maybe because he fancies you. Don't be ridiculous. What's so ridiculous about that? I mean, it sounds perfectly normal to me. Well, I haven't given him any come-on signals or anything. Since when did that make a difference? He's a guy, isn't he? Hey, listen, why don't you play him along? No! What about Jack? I'm being faithful to him. I wouldn't want you to be unfaithful to Jack. But if Luke does like you... I mean, Pamela, let's, let's talk about that first of all, because obviously this mirrors what we were just kind of seeing with Ty San and the Guardian. Like, What do you think about Alice's suggestion here? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate the Why? tone of this entire conversation. This is They're way too jovial, considering your sister nearly got caught and punished. Right. Mm-hmm. And what could have been done to her. I know Ellie must have told you what was said to her in that shed. That she was she could have been sentenced to death for this treason. But he let her go. This is not the tone either of you should be having after such a should, Why are they myth. typing a new one up? <sighs> could they not have waited? I feel like it's the night that it happened too. Like it is literally the night that she got caught. And they're just <laughs> like, yep. Click, 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 click. Here we go. Alice makes like a token protest. Are you sure we should be doing it again so soon? Now I get Ellie being headstrong and being like, no, we got to stay while the iron's hot. But then for that makes Alice sense. to be like, he let you go because he thought you were cute. You're, you nearly lost your sister. This isn't mm-hmm. funny, Alice. No. And then to suggest, like, now you're throwing your sister to the wolves? What is wrong with you? Yeah. No, I... I... Totally out of character. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yep. Is is Alice one of those, you know, means to an end person? Like, I don't, I don't feel like she would risk Ellie in the sense, like, I feel like after that conversation with Luke and after how scared, you know, they probably both were, she would be like, no, we're not doing this anymore. We need to stop. Um, that was too close. This doesn't make any sense for Alice whatsoever. No. And it, I mean, if you're going to have it, if you're going to have Alice make such a dangerous decision, suggestion to her mm-hmm. sister that she knows I would be risking you even more. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't the tone be more serious? It shouldn't be some yeah. playful, haha, wouldn't this be funny if you let him on? I just, I feel like if you're going to do it, fine, but have the tone it should have because this is a mm-hmm. dangerous suggestion you're making and you are risking your sister after almost already losing her. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like she doesn't see the gravity of the situation. It's like, oh, he let you out of cleaning duty because he thinks you're cute. Yeah. You know, that, that that's the response. If that was my little sister, that would creep me out. Like, I would be like, ew, what if he let you off because he's attracted to you? I want you to stay the heck away from him. You know what I mean? Like, that would be my reaction yeah. if that's how I feel about these chosen. I'm worried about them. I'm worried about my kid sister. I'm not going to be like, and or even just show she's reluctant she has the idea in her head and she's reluctant to put it forth i just think it would make more sense if alice wasn't 100 percent gung-ho on this 
But, you know, Ellie pulls it out of her. I'm like, well, what were you going to suggest? What are you talking? I don't know. I never mind. It was just a weird thought. No, please tell me. And then she suggests it. And then immediately he's like, nah, it's a bad idea, Ellie. It's really dangerous. And Ellie was the one who was gung-ho to be like, you know what? Maybe I could do it. I just think that would be more mm-hmm. in line with their personalities. Because Ellie yeah. is the one who barges in without thinking. But Alice is the one trying to protect her. It shouldn't be Alice going, you should totally do this. And Ellie being the one to say, no, that would be ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. You could still get us there, but they should behave properly to get there. It should be mm-hmm. Alice let it slip, but she doesn't agree that it's a good idea. And Ellie being like, no, nah, I think we could do it. I could do it. I mean, you know, and Alice being like, no, don't. Don't do it. It's dangerous, Ellie. He let you go once, but don't play around. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, e- even, and especially with what they hear later from Patsy, it's, huh. It annoys me so much because they've just suggested this to Ellie. But, oh, string this guy along. And then they respond to Tyson, to the news about Tyson in the EO. <laughs> Would she do that? I know. It's I know. Friggin' same thing they're talking about. That is weird. It's like, okay, so it would be okay for for Ellie to try and soften up Luke so they can get away with things. But it's not okay for Tyson to do ex- the exact same thing with the Guardian. Well, I think a lot of that, you know, with Alice plays into the Lex thing too. Still, uh, well, you know, Alice doesn't want to even believe it at first. I know, like Ellie, Ellie does want to believe it. She immediately like, oh wow, she totally would. But it's Alice who says no, she wouldn't. As much as she, it hurts her that Tyson and Lex got together. The way she talks, she believes they love each other at least. You know, she wouldn't mm-hmm. do that to him. You know, and then Ellie's like, wouldn't she? She lied to you, da-da-da-da-da, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I just, I don't like this tone. Nobody's, I just don't feel like the words are in the right character's mouth, I guess. Yeah. You know? It's just, yeah, because I can, I can totally understand, you know, Ellie coming up with something like, oh, if Tyson can do that, I can do this. That line of thought I could have followed, you know? Yeah, finding out this information could be what pushes Ellie to be convinced yeah, she could because- do it. Because, you know, in the beginning, um, Tysan stands up to the Guardian. So Ellie figures she can stand up to the Guardian, but in her case, it costs her Jack. Uh. I, I don't like anyone's reaction to this whole thing. Ellie almost lost her life. She's, a, she's a happily typing yeah. on the computer. Well, Patsy just casually walks in. She's not scared That's, of losing yeah. her life. She's not scared about seeing Jack again. She's not scared about... I don't like anyone's being pretty much reaction to this whole situation. The only person with an adequate reaction to a situation today is casey he's okay in the scene you know casey's like our chloe right now you know yeah when she was when she was so suspicious of trudy mm-hmm. <sighs> once again Nobody. don't listen to the children nope no nah, I, I don't think i again i don't think alice would ever suggest her sister do this but if you're gonna have that be a plot point there was a better way to get us there that would keep them in character so, yeah. you know, having Alice reluctantly tell Ellie, well, I had this crazy idea, but I don't Yes, no, we're not doing it. It's dangerous. And Ellie wanted, thinking, huh, you know, he you know, rethinking why he let her go. And yeah. then they get this information about Tyson where, you know, Alice doesn't really want to believe it because she's trying to have faith in her friend. She's trying to forgive the both of them. But Ellie listens to that and thinks, huh. Annette pushes Ellie to try it, even though Alice is totally against it. You know, like it could have had a more natural organic flow to get us there to Ellie deciding to do this thing. Um, 
And that can even lead more to Alice starting to worry when Ellie has decided to do this anyway and she starts falling for Luke. Alice being like, don't break my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. The last person mm-hmm. I have. I never wanted you to do this in the first place. You know, something like that. Like, it could have just had a better flow if you're going to include the plot line of her doing this, you know? I, I do have to say that within the whole conversation Alice and Ellie are having, I do like it that Ellie points out that maybe Alice should try and do it. Oh, well, we can't have Alice do anything effective. The rebellion would be right? over in hours, so... Yes, she would end <laughs> that crap so quick. Yeah. Get her along with the Guardian. The Guardian's not surviving. That's why Alice <laughs> has been completely nerfed this season. Yes. We're waiting for Amber to come back, don't you know? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> she's got to save the day, that's right. Oh, so, Alice! Okay. Come on, <laughs> what it is? How is that not fair? Come seriously, everyone in the mall, everyone in the mall. Yeah. It's because we're waiting for Amber. It's just I. It's that's not fair. They're they're not, not they're not waiting fair. for Amber. No. I, okay. The story's okay. just not going anywhere because they haven't. Because <laughs> Amber left. And exactly. Why isn't the story going anywhere? No one can make any competent decisions or thoughts. That's not Amber's fault. That's... And yet when she comes back, suddenly we're ready. <laughs> let's yes, do this. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, but that's Tell not on the characters are still dumb. That's not there's just we, the we characters know. aren't you know what I mean? That's not it, on Amber. That's they start the writing talking, for the characters. Oh no, I'm not blaming Amber at all. Like she didn't it ask seems for that. Quite right? <laughs> but like it's definitely the writing. Their writing yeah, is setting saying, that why? up. <laughs> why do we have to wait for Amber? We went a whole season without her, and it was relatively fine. It just does not make sense that Alice would act this way and wouldn't, you know, actively be trying to get away if we hadn't been waiting for someone to come and save them. No, it's not because mm. they're coming. It's not because they're waiting for someone to come. It's just because they don't want them, anyone to do anything in the mall. Anyway, yeah, no one does anything anymore. It takes you back to the Brady situation. I get that they're not supposed to find Brady, but the writer's way of handling yeah, that's the thing. was mm-hmm. simply by having nobody care or even try to find this child. And here it is too. The rebellion within the mall is not meant to actually get any legs, but their method is to basically just make every single character except KC completely incompetent. Well, May. Yeah. May is mm-hmm. competent. But you know what I mean? Like make the most competent characters, they nerf them so nothing can be accomplished in the mall. And it's just like, I don't mind the characters losing. They're supposed to, but not because they're idiots, not because they don't care, not mm-hmm. because they're not yeah. trying, you know, and it's just lazy writing. It is. Yeah. It's like they couldn't I, think of anything for them to actually do that could like that could seem effective, but not work. They just right. had to make everything that they do be unaffected, just like in season two, where yeah, they had Bray do you. nothing. I was going to say, this you is know? the first time because they did it when back yeah. in Ebony... Like they have to make everyone dumb down to almost make yes. everybody's plans work. It's like yes. I don't like when they did that. It's just the same thing happening again. It makes again. them. It makes us. It, to me, it makes me feel like they think we're dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just is anyone else annoyed by the simple fact that while they're supposed to do chores and are supposed to be cleaning them all for the chosen, you just see these kids relaxing. All the time. They're slaves, guys. They are slaves. They're they're slaves. Why? Prisoners. If it's so scary and so dangerous, then why is Alice doing Ellie's hair? 
Yeah, you know, and, and another thing, like, um, Josh likes to point out all the time that those guards are so dumb. They hear all of these conversations. They know what everybody, what, what's happening. They can see it. They're, they're five <laughs> feet away. Come on. You're not whispering quietly. You're not even whispering for that. Hold matter. on. Hold, hold that thought, because we will talk about Sorry. dumb guards on the, the end of the episode, how <gasps> completely dumb they are. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come to that. Yeah, hold, hold that thought. Okay. <laughs> we'll come to that. <laughs> No, they've already nonsense. they've already dropped the ball episodes ago about how to portray their imprisonment in the mall. It was okay for the first three episodes. I thought it was so, so solid, so stressful. I really felt for these kids, the situation they were in. But after episode three, it was just like, yeah, they've got, it's too consistent as to how their days are structured, how much freedom they have. They are, I don't, this is not prison. Like, no. this is a boring summer camp. You know what I mean? They, like, they have a more relaxing time than the kids had when Amber drew a Rhoda. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, these guys, they have, they have to way too much downtime, way too yeah. much privacy. They're, they're, everything about them suggests that they have access to food, water, you know, able to clean themselves. It doesn't make sense that the novices aren't kept separated from these slaves. It's yeah. just, it's, a mess in this mall and then it always comes down to <laughs> why do you still have the mall rats specifically in this mall you know what i mean instead of just throw the ones who won't work with you with the slaves you know and someplace else it's it's a mess it's a lazy mess yeah i understand the need they want to keep the mall set um up and running and to still use it but they could have just had the chosen in there and had the mall rats in, in captivity on the farm or different locations but this doesn't work yeah, but even if it was within the same location, they could have actually actively let them do stuff. Show that they have to work harder to meet and have these conversations. They have to sneak around a lot more because there's always a chosen around the corner. It just, that, it doesn't yeah. it wouldn't take much. Show them actually scrubbing floors. Well, that's the, I mean, that's oh. the problem with the mall set though as well. Cause it, it's such a self-contained, you, you can not, there's no place to hide. <laughs> there's no, there's no privacy. There are no doors. There's no like, it's just, it's silly. No matter how you played it up, it would have been silly. I mean, if it, if they're cleaning, they could have been riding in the dirt. Short messages, couple of words to each other, you know, and then wiping it away. I mean, it's, it's just they could have found the use of this means... set should have been used here. <laughs> yeah, but that you know they could have you know found ways to communicate, but not out in the open like this. It, yeah. All you have to do is design the scene. You thoughtfully design the scene. All the same stuff could be happening, but it's about the scene direction that adds to the atmosphere of what the kids are going through. The scene direction has to tell the story. So if you have, let's just take Ellie and Ellis. Oh my gosh, A Ellie and Alice. <laughs> Didn't even catch that. That New Alice. Zealand accent getting me. Uh, <laughs> um, um, so you take that scene as is. It doesn't tell you the story of their captivity. They're just hanging out in their room, freely working on this forbidden, you know, computer. And Patsy's able to walk in and startle them because they're not even. The out second for anyone, time, right? Mm -hmm. And instead, if you stage that scene with one of them keeping an eye out and they're trying to have this conversation in low tones while one of them is looking, and then you have a moment in the conversation where the person looking out, Alice, gets distracted because Ellie is like, maybe I should try to seduce Luke. And Alice is like, ah, uh, no, I told you it was a bad idea. That's when Patsy walks in. You know what I mean? Like she caught them off guard because you could stage the scene. 
to show this is precarious and they're watching their back all the time, but sometimes they slip up. It would, you know what I mean? Now, for me, it felt like with these two at that computer, you know, it felt like two kids who were supposed to do be doing homework. Yeah. And then it's at their. Yeah. Can I just say something about that? This the guard. The Guardian didn't make any, didn't make a second proclamation to remove all forms of paper and literature and mm. the more that was supposed to be raided with all this equipment again. Well, remember, well, because, he was happy about it because now they hate me. Yes, he <laughs> wanted them to do it. That's right. He wanted yeah. it to It's just continue. ridiculous. I, I, and again, this is why I hate this being the more... Everyone can hear that printer. Everyone can hear Dude, that for printer real. printing. It's so quiet. It's like... How can it not echo in the mall? It's just silly. And how can there be no chosen guards anywhere, ever? And it's like they're oh, sitting it, right at the window uh, to the room, these, right? These, Chosen guards desperately need. Where are they? <laughs> they like, just like, training on how to be decent captors. They are everywhere and nowhere. Everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> Not a guard to be found on the first floor. <sighs> Where they uh, keep the prisoners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's they're just, just they're like, just sitting I'm in their like room, chant, toot toot. That's the thing. What room are they in? Where do they hang out? Because everyone's in their own private room. <laughs> It's where the uh, marketplace used to be by the sewer entrance. That's the only place the guards ever hang out. I say I thought they just all lived up in the office space that we never see. You know, yeah, Yeah, it's it's close to the toilet. Uh, Oh, just you know, the chosen is so well thought out. Okay, the whole thing like it's (laughs) there's so many good details to this storyline and to this plot line, and then we get crap like this. I just wish this was the moment to like they could have um, kept moved the mall rats from the mall, but we didn't do yeah. that. And it's where we're forever going to be trapped now. This is it, and I think it, <laughs> no, no, it's true. Place. And I think it kind of does a disservice to the story a little bit by having them always trapped here. I just wish I could have seen more effort. To, yeah, you know, to tell a story that these kids are imprisoned, they are slaves, they are always on the lookout they're always being watched they have to keep their voices low it wouldn't take much effort to stage these scenes just little tweaks what's the supreme mother complaining about now not enough carbos in her diet i suppose we have to peel more spuds (laughs) no it's something you ought to know trudy's spinning out because tysan's been seeing the guardian on her own just the two of them in his room is there something going on between them I don't know. She wouldn't. Would she? I mean, what about Lex? That would be betraying him. It would be betraying all of us. I can't believe she'd do anything like that. Why not? This is Tysam we're talking about. And she betrayed you, didn't she? Deceived you? Lied to you? Yeah, but that was different. Really? How? Like, I, I, this scene makes me mad. Okay, I've already talked about the way people talk about Tyson, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to bring it up again. But um, it just annoys me that uh, Alice and Ellie do not see their blatant hypocrisy going on about mm-hmm. trust. They make these assumptions. They go in there already accusatory to Tyson rather than just being like, what's, you know, what's going on? And then have the nerve to tell Casey that he can't be trusted to know what's going on and... It's like, do you guys not hear yourselves when you speak? I'm just curious. 
Not to mention he was able to easily overhear. Like, you guys aren't even whispering. Anybody could overhear the things that you say because you don't even bother to show mm -hmm. any caution whatsoever. The fact that Tyson's even allowed to still have a door blows my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, oh, you know, just the whole... Casey can listen at that door and hear things. Why don't any of the Chosen even do that? Oh, because they don't have to. They, they're close enough to hear everything anyway. <laughs> exactly. They, they should have had every single word. Everything that's going on. <laughs> there should be no privacy for these slaves. But we it's like we weren't instructed by the Guardian to spy on them. So we won't. Is so gung-ho to help. And you guys are just like... This, I get it at first. I get it at first. But it's like... At this point in time, you're trying to tell me you're so desperate that you're willing to endanger your lives by making these leaflets that have no point and get caught with them. Um, you're willing to send Ellie into the fire to seduce a chosen, the second in command of the chosen, but you're not willing to give Casey a chance to prove that he could be helpful to you. Like it's, it's wearing thin. Their excuses yes. mm -hmm. for not trusting or giving Casey a chance. It's wearing really thin at this point. Yes. Like Casey, he's proved himself in the past that he's pretty smart, you know, in, in a sense. Like he's very street smart. He may be young, but he's not dumb. Um, he, like I said, I just feel bad for him because he's never given enough, you know, he's just considered a child. So he doesn't have it, you know, he doesn't know anything, but he actually knows a heck of a lot more than most of the members of the mall rats do. Yeah. I mean, if you really are having a problem, like you just can't get past your feelings about Casey, right? And you're just, but here he is, like, I really want to help. Come on, you guys, please. At some point, you have to be like, all right, fine. Give him something that's low stakes. Yes. To test him out, like to see if, like, if you're so sure he'd rat you out, then you got to give him some low stake thing to do. That if you did get in trouble, if he did rat you out, the consequences wouldn't be that bad. So send him out to steal you some food. He's already proven mm -hmm. he can do it before. Just mm -hmm. if that's how you feel, you could still give him things to do Anything. that wouldn't get you yeah. into too much trouble. If he did screw you over, you're so certain he would do that. Give him low risk stuff so he can, you know what I mean? Just put him to work. There's so many things you could still do with KC if you really feel this way but would make him useful to you. He you know? desperately wants to be a part. He wants to be a mall rat. You can see that from what he, you know, after what happens with Tysan, where he accidentally blows her up. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you can see that he cares about these people. Um, Even before that, because... I know, but that people like to go back to, well, he almost that. killed Tysan, you know? Like, but he's not the only one. That annoys me too because it's like Alice, you were so angry at KC for this, which yeah, fair enough, absolutely, it was a dangerous game he was playing. But you guys all suspected that Lex was behind it. How is it you were able to totally get past not trusting Lex to the point you fell for him, but you still haven't gotten over KC's part and, in this? Thank yeah, you. And to the point you're thank you keep you. going. I'm, oh, but Lex is out there. Like, come on, like, give me a break. This whole trust issue against KC, it just doesn't make sense to me personally. It doesn't. Like, you're, it's wearing thin, your reasons for not trusting him. It's just an excuse so that nothing can be effectively done. And at this point, why would you want to be a mall rat? Look at the way they treat each yeah. other. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was my next question. Like, are these guys even a tribe anymore? No one talks. Yeah. No one communicates. No one trusts. Nobody each trusts other. each other. Like, <laughs> are they even a tribe? No. All they do is point fingers, accuse each other. They go into their small pockets. They won't share information. When they suspect, they immediately turn on each other. They are not a tribe. I would be doing what May is doing. Screw you guys. Mm. I'm going home. I'm taking care of myself. So far, May is the smartest one in this entire group. I'm just saying, like... Oh, don't get me started on May. Don't get me started on her. Do not. I'm just saying, like, she <laughs> she read the room. She's like, you guys are not the tribe. I'm and out. that's why she will never be a mom. So. <laughs> they're, just, they're really not proving themselves as the ones you should be rooting for. <laughs> they brought all of this on themselves. I can't even... No, they did, absolutely. <laughs> but May, mm, I think I don't like Celine. Ooh. <laughs> The real MVPs of this rebellion are the ones who paid the highest price. Yeah. I don't want to hear no praise about Lex. I'm not giving, I'm, no, I'm no, not I, saying no, anything yeah, no. specific. Just um, that because like he may be sneaking into the mall, but he's sneaking into the mall to get his rocks. That's literally the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> his wife won't leave the mall because the others need her. What do you he has need, so he just goes in and then he <laughs> complains to Bray about, you know, later on about not getting other people out while he was in that friggin' mall to begin with. Why didn't he rescue his wife instead of Bray on the beach? This is all Lex <laughs> is doing, okay? He did this to himself. Oh, wouldn't that be something if, okay, I get it. He needs he needs to see her. He needs his nightly medicine. Uh, fine, uh -huh. okay? Uh, but you could still be using that as, like, like, that's your reason for going, but you could still use to get something useful done for the rebellion. What information is he's not gathering any information when he's, he's inside there? Nothing. He's just no, no. literally going in, stripping down, and then being like, "All right, ciao," and just giving her information. He's giving her the you know her doctor visit, and it's like, but you could be doing other things. Like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. You could easily, considering how often he goes. You could yeah. sneak out a single mall rat every night. Every single time. <laughs> and, and, like, they could be formulating, like, why hasn't Tysan gotten Alice involved? Like, in this sense, like, she's keeping this to herself. But if they were to come together as a group and quietly discuss, you know, make a plan, like, this is what you guys are... They could have gotten all the mall rats out. Yes. It would have been done by now. We would have already been, like... That would have been it. And then Tyson would have no reason to stay to save yep. everybody. And Lex would have yep. his wife. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I God. snuck everyone out. There's no one for you to stay here for. And she'd be like, I did okay, it all. let's go. Let's go. King Lex. See, Lex, <laughs> Lex, you want Lex. praise. You want to be superior. Well, you should have been saving people the whole time. The Guardian yeah. wouldn't have even noticed they were gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could have even convinced Ryan by just, you know... If need be, knocking Celine over the well, head. Well, that's the thing is, I don't think he would have had to. If Celine really thought that she could go, like, if, if she was going to be safe, you know what if I mean? Celine, and be able to get would. out, then I think she would have. Because she is, <laughs> as much as I don't like her, she's a survivor, right? She wants to look yeah. out for number one. And if she felt like she would be okay, she would go. He could have simply said, hi, Celine, Bray sent me in to get yes, you out. Yes, Bray sent me to get you. Exactly. Bray, Bray and Amber. You know what I mean? No, just Bray. Celine would have followed him blindly. Uh, maybe, oh, I, I hate, this is so bad that I don't want to <laughs> give the writers credit, but maybe, again, we have to drag this plot out for as long as possible. <sighs> maybe they are trying to make a commentary on how the lack of communication hinders their efforts, because that's what 
it causes for everything. Lex doesn't communicate with the other rebels that he's seeing his wife and how that could be used to their advantage. Tysan doesn't share with the others that she's seeing her husband and how that could be used to their advantage. You know, she's not sharing what yep. she's doing, trying to do with the Guardian and how that could be used to their advantage. Alice and Ellie don't want to share with anyone but Ryan what they're doing and how everyone could work together. Like, yeah. maybe the writers are trying to use that as a valid reason as to why yeah. this isn't going anywhere. But I mean, they started that in season two. Like we've seen this miscommunication and everything falling apart since season two. And that was the setup so that the chosen could come in and take over. And you nobody know? learned any lessons. Exactly. Exactly. And like Bray, I, I know I didn't get to be here for the couple of episodes where we got to see him <laughs> moping around after freaking Amber left, but bro, grow up. Like she literally said, you need to stay here. They need you. And what does he proceed to do? Don't bother me. Don't bother me. No. I need to sulk no. now. In his defense, it's because he can't trust his girlfriend won't dump him again without telling him. And then just run <laughs> off. Regardless. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the night wasn't that good. Never mind, Bray. Running back to the trees. It's just so messy. So messy. It is. It is. And, and the only one who's trying to do something is trying to communicate is the little guy. You know, Casey is so begging for any communication. Yes. Anything, please. Just tell me what's going on. I'm on board. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And it drives him to the point of just saying, ah, oh, well, fine, screw it. I'm, I'm going to take my chances on my own. I might take my own, but the rest of you, you're on your own. He put you up to this, didn't he? It was his idea. He just suggested... That's how you got all the fruit. You planned it all with him. He just wants us to be together again. Yeah, so you can drag me into the Chosen. Do you earn brownie points for new recruits? Ryan, please, come back! Just forget it, Sal, forget it! Oh, this scene makes me so sad. It really yes. does. <sighs> I, I, like, even I didn't know immediately when I first saw the scene, and even today sort of forgot that... Celine's efforts to be close to her husband, bring him food and stuff like that. It, it seemed genuine at first. And you can see yeah. Ryan is mm -hmm. so receptive to it. You know, he's a little ner He's nervous. I don't want you to get in trouble. You took all this food. And she's just like, oh, you know, I just told him it's for me and the baby. It's fine. And you can see he's so happy to see all of the food and the variety and the nutrients. And he's just like, wow, this is so nice. The baby takes off for his daddy. <laughs> yes. I don't want to villainize her too hard, but put myself in. I'm trying, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to villainize her too okay. hard, but it's like, I, I can't, I can't fault Ryan for his reaction to yeah. finding out mm -hmm. that you've been speaking to one of the chosen about our relationship. They're using you, Celine, to pull me into the fold and you're allowing them to. Yep. That's all this is to pull yep. me into your cult. Like what do the think heck? This is where, this is where yeah. he realizes exactly, you know, where he stands in Celine's life. Yeah. The sense of betrayal, you know, mm -hmm. you keep yep. saying it's just for the baby. It's just for the baby, but you're trying to make me one of them. You're trying to butter me up. And, and love bomb me. So I'll be yeah. more receptive to all this. And, and you're talking to someone else about our relationship. You're chosen to talk to one of them about our relationship. Not even Celine. just one of them, the lieutenant, you know, his right hand guy, if you will. Like, <laughs> and it's just, and also, am I the only one who was like, so you're telling me you could get 
extra food at any time, Celine. Just use the baby's excuse and the chosen <laughs> will give you extra food. And you aren't sneaking your husband extra rations all the time. Every day. Or yeah. anyone mm-hmm. extra rations. Yeah. He's so surprised to hear this information that she can do that. That means she's never done it. All that talk about, nope. oh, I'll try and bring you guys extra food. She's never done it. She's never brought these people extra food. Are you kidding? You know what? The moment was that made me realize, you know what, Celine, this, there's no defending you anymore. <laughs> it was when she she brought his hand to, to touch her stomach. It was like the baby. And you can see his face light up. And then yeah. she immediately oh. drops all the information. It's like, you know what you're doing. and That felt she so manipulative. Exactly. Very mm-hmm very i was like oh that's so, so i don't well, awful yeah you know it just confirms you know you know that's always bring him in and you did that <laughs> knowing yep she she's always manipulated him though i do she knew exactly what she was doing because yes. it's like it would be different if celine was far enough along that she did that so he could feel the baby move or yeah. something mm-hmm. like let's share this moment your yeah. baby is moving but considering where she is in her pregnancy there's nothing <laughs> happening she can't even feel the baby yet so yeah this was definitely a manipulative tactic remember ryan this is for the one thing in the world you mm. want more than anything oh me. yeah and i can guarantee luke definitely played a part and you know told her this is what you need to do I, d- I don't even know because i don't think luke luke doesn't know she's pregnant yes he does this was all celine yes, he does not yet. She hasn't told anybody outside the Mallrats. That's right. Oh, um, um, no, Trudy, isn't real- Trudy the only no, one who knows? No, Trudy got a relief from her tasks because relief but she from did, all the heavy but, tasks because of her pregnancy. But we don't get any confirmation of that that she uh, told anybody else. So yeah, I think that's how, sort of still uh, in the air. Yeah, but Trudy would not be really able to do that without Luke knowing though because she doesn't have the authority to lighten one mole rat's workload. No, I, I I kind of feel like, you know, she pulled some strings with Luke, but I don't think Luke knows that she's pregnant. If, if, yeah. it, if it was mm. I just think it would make less sense if it was common knowledge that she was pregnant among the chosen for her to present herself uh, as pregnant uh, later well, on. The only reason I'm um, Thinking it is because of a line in the next episode when she says something to Luke about, about what will happen with me and the baby then. And the way she said it, it just made me assume that Luke already knows at this point in time. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to revisit it when I hear that line delivery and see his reaction to it. But I don't know. It's just it's definitely I don't think he suggested she used the baby. But yeah, I didn't get. That. I feel like it was definitely on Celine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't think he suggested the baby. I just suggested that, you know, she tried to stay close to her husband, soften him up, use love and gentleness. That's what Zoot's about, Celine. Yeah, everyone joins suit in their own time. I can't believe that the Guardian has brainwashed all these people to believe that he that that the Zoot's message was love and acceptance <laughs> and. <laughs> I, I, how I, did he manage this crap? Because like, I bro. ask myself that all the time. <laughs> bro, power I, and I, chaos I, is literally I, the I, language. Sorry, I, I I kind of think that's something that Luke wanted to believe, and you know, the Guardian left most of the teaching of the Chosen to Luke. But how? From where? From what part of Zoot's history do you get love and his acceptance and in your own time? Nowhere. The guard, Java nowhere. said it. Jaffa said it straight up. 
people <laughs> need something to believe in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be the truth. I should think not because certainly Zoom doesn't. Yeah. Really tied someone to a freaking pole <laughs> and mm-hmm. then burned books around him. <laughs> and Luke knows that because he was there. He was there exactly. And we have spent plenty of time with our own heroes, watching them rewrite history to suit their own needs and their own narrative. You know, and people are like that. They they will yeah. create their own narrative. So I, it's believable to me that he could do it, but it is sad how easily he was <laughs> able to do it. Yeah, no, and I, I do kind of believe that. It's odd to me. In regards to Luke, you know, like, he's trying to, he knows that it need, there needs to be a softer approach. Um, he wants desperately for it to be different, you know, and not be the violent undertaking that it has been, right? Um, I just, and that, it's a good setup for what we get later on with, to show that he does have a heart, but... Yeah, but yeah, I, I do think that the whole love and everything in its own time stuff just came from Luke getting too much free reign from the Guardian. Mm. Yeah, but Because that... we see him mainly in charge of the teachings and not the Guardian himself, because he's above such puny tasks. That look of betrayal from Ryan and what he says, you talk to Luke about yeah. us, about yeah. our relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, he... Already doesn't trust his wife, but he's struggling with that because he loves her and she's carrying his child and he Mm -hmm. wants to trust her. And she's just broken one more line between them. You know, it's one thing if you talk to our people about us, if you went to honor our friends to talk about us. If you went to Alice, you know. You went to the enemy. You went to one of the people that you know, you know, Celine, I wouldn't want you talking about our relationship to the chosen of all people. And it's like, are you that dumb, Celine, that you don't think they wouldn't use that to pull? Do you do realize what they're trying to do here, hun, wifey of mine? You do realize that the whole point is for us all to join them. It never occurred to you and all your hormones rushed that they wouldn't use that to try and pull me. What? And you let them? You're playing a part in this? You're willingly letting them. He even says, I just don't want to lose you. And then she, you know, he realizes that she pulled this and she's got no, she's got no defense. You know, because she knows exactly what she is trying to do. She's trying mm-hmm. to butter him up. There's a difference between trying to make sure your captive husband is comfortable in his slavery while you play along and trying to pull him over to the other side. And Celine can see she, you know what I mean? She knows which line she's straddling. Because mm-hmm. that's the only reason she's not 100% gung ho for the chosen is because she still needs Ryan's support. So if she can just pull him over. Then she can join the fifth circle. We can all do this together, Ryan. And the, the look on his face when he realizes, oh my gosh, there's no resistance in you whatsoever. You know, like you're not trying to fight them. You're not just playing a game. You're trying to get me to join them with you. A banquet of fruit. Our friends are starving, but it'll be cool for us. <laughs> all the lack of self-awareness here. Jeez. Mm-hmm. He's like all of that food, you know. For a second, he thought, wow, my wife risked all that for me. Wow. Oh, man. Hey. Cool. Yeah, cool, man. So what are you going to do with it? I'm going to make a break for it. You sure about that? Could be risky. I've had it with this place. Nobody wants me here. I'm sick of doing the Chosen's dirty work. Once I'm out there, I might be able to find Luxembourg. Yeah, join the rebels. Why don't you come with me? I... uh, I can't. Why not? It'd be better with the two of us. 
Nah, I can't leave Celine. Not now. Not when she's having our baby. Yeah, uh, what do you make of Ryan and Casey's frank discussion and Casey's plan to abandon the mall rats? I like the I like the scene. I do. The actors are doing a good job. I think Casey had every reason to try and make a break for it on his own because nobody in there seems to care about him. So why should he? It makes you realize how long is he been sitting on the fact that he has a key. He could have escaped on his own at any time, mm-hmm. but he hasn't yet because he loves his tribe. He loves his family. So he's been sitting on his own escape. And the minute someone opens up to him, he offers the key to them. Like, we could do this. We could run away. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's so de- sad because mm-hmm. it's just like, you guys, have, this is the one person you've all been shunning this entire time. And he literally got the key so that you could escape. And he would have shared it with any of you if you would just talk to him and let him in. And yet he still didn't use it to get away on his own. Nope. So sad, yeah. As for Ryan, you can just see the look on Ryan's face with a, oh, I really want to, I really, really want to, but I can't because of the baby. Yeah, you can see that he feels completely stuck in the situation. It's a hard situation. Because for him, it, it doesn't feel about Celine any longer. It's just, you know, he can't leave the baby in there while he knows Celine would not, you know, completely turn that child into a chosen minion. It's just, it's sad. I even like the way Ryan responds to Casey's key. Like, he's not annoyed at Casey for even hiding it, not saying anything about it, and doesn't seem upset that Casey suggests running away. Like, I was thinking of making a break for it. Find the rebels. And Ryan's like, cool. You know, like, it's just Mm. one of the very few moments that someone is being gentle with Casey and understanding. Of course, it would be Ryan, you know, and, and it's like, that's all Casey's been begging for all this time. Someone talk to me, please. I feel like I have no one here. You at least have Celine, Ryan, and Ryan's like, I don't know if I do, to be honest, kid. You know, if, if Alice or, and Allie had given him a chance, had let him in, heck, if he had known Patsy was on their side, he could have tried and fr- tried to get Patsy out as well. And he would have, but nobody trusted him enough to tell him everything. And that's just so sad. Or tell him anything. Anything. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. That's smart. Tell him anything. Let him know you're still one of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not encouraging anyone to be unity, you know, like. No, they're, they're telling Patsy to spy for them. Well, the little pickpocket who manages to get away a key to free you all from your chains is ignored and, well, basically left unutilized. So, yeah, I'm, at this point in time, I'm I'm 100% for KC making a run for it on his own. Mm. He loves his family too much. Yeah. He is the redheaded stepchild. And the way I, what really made me sad was the closer on the, uh, the conversation. You know, Casey's like, we could run together. You could come with me because he just wants somebody in his family to be with him, you know? Yep. And, you know, Ryan's like, I, I couldn't leave Celine. I couldn't leave the baby. Look at Casey. He doesn't immediately go, like, well, I guess I'm going on my own. It's like you could see he shuts down the idea of running away entirely mm-hmm. and just puts the key away, you know? Like, 
I'm not leaving without someone in my family. I've thought about it. I've thought about running away, but these dysfunctional people are all I have in the world. You know, even though they treat me like garbage, they are my family. Oh, that's sorry. I'm suddenly we earlier we discussed the simple fact that Alex doesn't sneak other people out, and he could have snuck anyone out. Casey looked up to Lex so much, he didn't even try to get that kid out. Lex did nothing but use him most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gave up on Casey a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> I just... I mean, I get where you're, you know, where you're, you're, you're coming from, but yeah, no, he... Yeah. And it just goes to show, you know, that, that Casey looks at these people as his family. They are his family. And now they're all turning his, their backs on him and he has no one. And, you know, and because he doesn't know what, what Chloe and Pat, or, you know, what Patsy's up to, right? What they were up to. He wasn't able to be part of that and still be friends with them because he thought they were just betraying. Yep. Found out too late about Chloe. Yep. And yep. he was just. And it sucks because they set up that nice little friendship in season two where he was the only one that believed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame. He would have been such a good ally to Chloe and Patsy. Yes. Yes. Know, absolutely. In their spying game. He was it's so possible. good. At, he's good at what he does. <laughs> it's possible Chloe wouldn't have gotten caught. But see, that's why. Mm-hmm. That's why all of this is happening. These because guys can't succeed yeah. at God anything. And so the most competent characters are nerfed mm-hmm. and pushed to the bottom so that the plot can happen. In case he's one of them. Like Lance said, when, you know, lazy writing is when you want a character to be seen as smart, you make everybody else dumb. <laughs> Okay, panel, let's get to the next scene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think about when you're with that hippie freak who's being impure then? There is no impurity. I am bringing her to Zoot. And enjoying every minute of it. It is a pleasure to do Zoot's work, yes. Especially with another man's wife, you hypocrite! Take care, Supreme Mother. You do not deserve to be Zeus' guardian on Earth. You are a fraud and a cheat, and I am going to expose you to my followers. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of Trudy's attempted coup? I get that effort. she wanted to scream at him. I really I mean, do. She, it was a good effort. So, yeah. uh, it it was not the way to go about it, girl. It was. I get you wanted to scream at him. Uh, she was embarrassed. Yeah, she was embarrassed, and she wanted. You know, to fix her own view of this. Well, I mean, you know, she acted completely out of character, out of her character, right? That's mm-hmm. not who she is. Um, to try and, and fix what she thought was wrong. And mm-hmm. he rejected her. That You know, she doesn't like to be rejected. Uh, no. I, I don't blame her for doing what she did, but it definitely showed everyone exactly what kind of power or lack thereof Trudy has within the Chosen. She's yeah. nothing more than a head figure. No, because had she really been able to, you know, tell everyone about his hypocrisy, she would have just told them about his hypocrisy instead of telling him she was going to do that. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't thinking. No, no she she's, thought she'd back him in a corner. Yeah. She's stuck on anger. and Yes. Nothing she says is untrue. Let's just yeah. make that clear. Um, every abuser... Because <laughs> he is a giant hypocrite. Every abuser pushes their the abused to this point where they will lash out. Um, but the she's not in her right mind to use the information she has properly. You know, she's too upset to 
you know, Trudy's a passionate person. She's kind of like, she mm-hmm. reminds me of Tinkerbell where sometimes she can only have one emotion at a time because mm-hmm. she's so mm-hmm. tiny, you know? Uh, but right now she's, you know, he's broken her mind so badly that she really can only function on one emotion at a time. All of her nuance mm-hmm. is kind of gone. And it does make sense to me that she would blow her one chance to use this against him because she's too mm-hmm. upset and emotional and broken by what he's done to her. She doesn't recognize that this is powerful ammo that she has against Jaffa. And the last thing you ever want to do is let your tormentor know what ammo you have against them. You know, um, they always say, do not confront your, uh, your abuser this way. It's dangerous for you. They'll tell you, don't do it. Don't tell them you're going to leave. Don't tell them you're taking the kids. Get, just get out, sneak mm-hmm. out quietly, go on your own quietly. Because once you threaten them, they will retaliate harshly, mm-hmm. you know, and just in the scene, she just reminds me of an abuse spouse telling her abuser, I'm leaving, I'm taking the kids, I'm going to my mother's, my father's, whatever. And then what happens? A gun comes out next. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that's exactly what the scene reminds me of. She's pushing his back against the wall. She has every right to. But they'll tell you, this is not the way you get away from your abuser. This is not how you use the ammo you have against them. You do not confront them. But I don't blame her for it. I don't blame mm-hmm. her for reaching this point where she does, you know. And, oh boy, I do love the look on Jaffa's face. Because he, she's telling him she has this ammo again. And he recognizes the threat she is. She's not wrong when she says, I will tell my followers about you. She does have followers. She's the Virgin Mary. You know, there are chosen Mm -hmm. who treasure her above the guardian, you know, and she could have some sway. He, that's why he does what he does because she could Mm -hmm. destroy him. She just shouldn't have told him that was her plan. (laughs) It's a good scene. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love the way she's bits her lines at him oh with another man's wife you hypocrite oh (laughs) adultery even then he's backing away from her yeah i like uh when she calls him out about a woman's not supposed to be lustful and he says she goes is that what you tell tyson the way he turns away from her because he is trying to justify his attraction to tyson yeah And the fact that Mm -hmm. he seeks her out because she gives him urges. (laughs) He he keeps trying to tell himself the connection. I feel there is so much more deeper, but it's totally (laughs) not. So, you know, Trudy calling him out on that. He has to turn away from her to, you know, work out his, uh, his Mm -hmm. response. You know, she's Mm -hmm. hitting way too close to home because he's cheating on Zoot too. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. How could you do this to our husband? Right. <laughs> but that is also, again, like everything else, they have fallen flat with how this chosen uh, imprisonment should feel. They're not doing the storytelling. You know, there's a lot of exposition, but they're not visually doing the storytelling. But I, they never drop the ball when it comes to how cult leaders think and how they operate. Yeah. Like they, they nail it. This is exactly what one does. This is how yep. they justify their hypocrisy and their actions. And this is exactly how they raised the bar and changed mm-hmm. the rules and changed the game. He definitely knew that Trudy was not going to go without a fight. Um, and he had to make a scene of it. He had to make a scene of it, had to make the guards know, you know, let them know, hey, she's nuts. She's lost it. 
mm-hmm. you need to in and sh- she played right into their hand this is also another tactic of abusers mm-hmm. when their abused partner perhaps gets upset rightfully so the abuser will involve other people and be like they're crazy yes you know gaslighting you know what i mean um telling other people that they're outburst they they reframe what that outburst was about they will involve other people Mm -hmm. they'll call your family and tell them that you're acting erratic and stuff like that right you know to cover their bases so that those people around you won't believe you when you the abused come to them and try to express why you went off what Mm -hmm. happened yep you know they're trying to control what he did Right. He's controlling the narrative by screaming for the guards and saying, take her away. He's already painting the picture that the Supreme Mother is out of line, is unstable. She needs to be sequestered, you know, so that even if Trudy did try to say something, nobody would be listening to it. Yeah, they would just think it's out of emotion, out of just being crazy. The Guardian already warned us about her. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So he was very smart. Yeah. You know, not in the sense of just calling and having her mm-hmm. restrained because of what he was going to do, but he needed to get to the guards first. He needed them to see what he wanted them to see. To have her dragged out of my room. She's so unstable. Yes. That just shows you how good the guardian is at what he does. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel so bad for Trudy because what she's been put through, how far she's been pushed to the edge, and when she feels the strength to really stand up for herself to this person who's been punching her down mm-hmm. forced her into his life ripped her from everything she knew abuse 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 and finally she's screaming at him it's all well deserved but you know she just she doesn't have the right frame of mind to use her tools you know and uh, so many victims have been put in her place you know I mean, if it was a Victorian age, she would have been committed. Yep. Mm-hmm. For you know, hysterics. Yep. For hysteria. Mm-hmm. And no one would ever listen to her. No one would hear her side. You know, they, she'd just be sent away. There's something wrong with her. You her know? womb is attacking her. Her womb is attacking <laughs> Sorry, I just read something about this recently, and that's basically what it was. So, so like, that's why it was called, you know, hysterectomy and all that. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's one one major um, bit of the storyline that I, I I was think was a disappointment. I, th- I think there should have been more a pro Supreme Mother supporters within the Chosen, and I didn't you like how. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like how there just didn't seem to be any when she's the central focus of the whole mythology. I would have liked yeah, her to have more support within the it, Chosen. If she had more supporters, they didn't keep them in the mall. It's a quiet support. It's a fearful support. Luke fearful, is the only one. Is, yes. Yeah, like Luke is the only one who expresses that there is support for the Supreme Mother. They're just yeah. afraid to speak out against the guardian of the truth. It's confu- I mean, later we'll find that this is this decree is a massive conflict for many chosen. It really yes. is the downfall of the chosen. Mm-hmm. You know, so even though they're not speaking up, it's there. I, yeah, I agree with you, Lance, though. I would have liked would to, see nice to, to see more chosen, <laughs> you know, express a sense of like, rather than only Luke, it would be good to see other, like in that crowd where it is announced what's going to happen. The only chosen expression we get to see is Luke's. We're seeing the backs of the mm-hmm. heads of all the others. Mm-hmm. Um, we only see Luke's reaction and Lex's reaction. And it would have definitely helped to see 
more confusion among the other chosen listening to this decree about their freaking supreme mother. Yeah, but I... I do think that's just to make sure the plot continues the way that it needs to go. Like, the Chosen can't turn on themselves yet. Like, they can't implode yet. Oh, that's true. So if they show, you know, half of the tribe supporting, you know, the are supporting, you know, Trudy and not the Guardian, it would be a problem. I think they needed to show that. I'm saying it would have been nice to see a nuance in their expressions so that it's not such a surprise later when Luke um, expresses that not all the Chosen are on board with this. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they would speak out at the meeting because mm-hmm. Luke doesn't speak out either. But just a couple expressions in that crowd who look a little like, uh, what? What did you just say? Yeah, I think the big difference between Luke and the rest of the crowd, though, is that to the rest of the crowd, this is presented as an honor suit wants the Supreme Mother to be with him, wants to be reunited with her. It's such a big honor. Whereas to Luke, he let go that, yeah, I, I figured out what to do about the Trudy situation. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying that later it's going to be told to us that not all of the Chosen think this is good. So mm-hmm. in that moment, it could have been useful to see yeah. some expressions who aren't 100% gone. Just confusion. Just some confusion on the mm-hmm. faces of the other Chosen would lay the groundwork that not everybody is on board with this new decree it's confusing it causes them to question the guardian that's all i'm saying it doesn't have to be this massive thing just you know a little nuance in the the direction of the scene since Mm -hmm. that's the direction they plan on going just plant the seed here Mm. that it's not just luke who expresses in his face what (laughs) like what did you just say i'm not going to say anything about it but that's shocking to hear I mean, I'm just thinking back, like, since the start of season three, the only person who's shown any deference or thing to the Trudy is Luke. No other chosen member has... Would have been good to see other chosen. There's just something, a little... Yeah, because yeah, he, he mentioned it, he mentioned it earlier on, but we never see it, because he, when Brady was kept from Trudy, Luke brought her, because not every one of us agrees that this is right, but they never showed him. Yeah. Again, I think that's just for the plot, you know. The rest mm-hmm. of the Chosen are really treated like a monolith. And it's, uh, I just, I'm with Lance. I still would have liked to see a little bit more nuance among them. They don't have to say anything in the script. I get mm-hmm. it. You can't pay the dailies. Yeah. But, you know, um, just some expressions would have helped. Because it's actually quite shocking when Luke tells, you know, does what he does in the future and expresses that there are plenty of chosen who are on board with making sure mm-hmm. the supreme mother doesn't this doesn't happen to her you know mm-hmm. and yeah. um it wouldn't be like wait what there are every time luke says <laughs> that there are chosen who support supreme mother you're like well where are they yeah. we don't even see yeah. their faces yeah we don't fair. even see them we never see any chosen treating her kindly ever never mm-hmm. even just a gentleness with her you know and it would have helped to see that they're was some gentleness and reverence to her from other chosen. They don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. But just, just yeah, no. I, I feel like it's just because we're made to believe that Luke's the only one that has a heart. Mm-hmm. That Luke's the only one that's not blindly following. You know, even if he does say, yeah, there's supporters, but we're just he's the only one we're meant to care about. Mm-hmm. That that's fair. It is dumb yeah, though. Guess, You're right. Yeah. I agree it, that you know it's a, a bad bit choice. More. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it helps to ease his transition. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, and that's all it is. That that's is all it is. Him, you know, letting Ellie off the hook. Like it's just to make mm-hmm. us like him because he's the one character that's going to get to survive, if you will, this whole thing, right? <laughs> Right, like I just—it's uh, not too bad. <laughs> the rest of them just disappear. The rest of the chosen yes. disappear. Luke is yes. the only one we're meant to ever give a crap about. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. Zoot be praised. Zoot be praised. Welcome, brothers and sisters. I have called you all here because I have something of the highest importance to tell you. We are about to realize a great moment in the progress of the cause. The mighty Zoot has ordained that the time has come for the Supreme Mother to be reunited with him. Zoot be praised! So after having been rugby tackled by Bray <laughs> earlier whilst in disguise, Lex ignores it all and sneaks out once again to the mall. However, he's immediately accosted by a chosen guard and forced to attend a meeting where the guard announces that the Supreme Mother will of course be reunited with Zoot. Panel... Uh, I mean, do you want to talk about how stupid the chosen guards are? Do you want to talk about the dramatic ending? Love you. Go for it. Um, before before I crap all over the scene, <laughs> I want to give the director and the writers a compliment. The huh? scene with Lex, Ebony, and Bray and Pride, that little bartender scene, you know, like that little uh, hibachi mm-hmm. scene where he's serving mm-hmm. them food. That was a nice scene. It was great lighting, yeah. great direction. I have to compliment something because this last scene is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm complimenting the scene of the rebels together in the candlelight. That was a great scene, guys. Mm-hmm. Now it for was. this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. Um, uh, so I understand, I understand like that Lex had to go there so that they, he could know about Trudy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Bruh. Bruh. Is it really worth I mean, I mean, okay. Are it's you, worth um, it. It's Tyson. Are you crazy? Is is his are his are his are they is it ch- chakras? Are they that out of a line that he have has seen, to Have you seen that girl's thighs? Come on. Uh, come. He's been he's been near Bray's bad energy, so so he needs Tyson. Needs a realignment. To realign it. I mean, there's so much wrong with this scene. From there is. the hood, the massive hood that covers his face, covers his tattoo, which he hasn't taken off, by the way. And he's right. the only only chosen member with a hood. And every single time he tries to walk away, no one's like, "Oh, you're a bit suspicious." He's literally clocked three times. Three times, yes. <laughs> and and then you know, the only moment when Luke calls him forward. With a, oh, you there. I honestly thought Luke wanted to say, you know, we take off our hoods when. <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm assuming he was going to tell him, hey, you know the rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why is your hood not down? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh. Again, plot purposes. Got to make it happen, right? It makes uh, our Mallrat rebellion even worse because it's like this uh, is the level of incompetence you guys are fighting. We're dealing with right. Come on, like, sir, you need to come this way. You need to take your hood down. What are you doing? Remove the hood. No, remove the hood. Like that should have that should have happened before he ever they reached had, the like, group. They had four times to tell him to remove the hood. Yes. Like, Who are you? Remove your hood. You, <laughs> just, just take it down. Come on. This is weird. It's very bro. Weird. You're acting weird. Oh, you could look at him. And not get a peek that he's got something on his face, and just be like, yeah. "What is that on your face?" Mm. You know, just anything. Like, what's on your face? Why is your hair not blue? 
What are those boots? <laughs> Anything. Those are just, regulation. All he needed was the robe, and he's invisible. It's like Assassin's Creed, you know? Like, <laughs> you, they can't see me. I'm sneaking. I'm in sneaking stance. They can't see me. Stealth, it's, negative five. Mm. Like, you guys Ooh. can't beat these guys? Really? Yeah. This is what you're up against, and you tell me you can't? It's, it's like a cloak <laughs> of invisibility. Oh, oh my god. And then, okay, and Lex, I know you're desperate, desperate to see Tyson to get some, but in the middle of me, you're trying to walk away? Like, everyone's there. Silly. Shoulder to Stop shoulder drawing. Like, <laughs> He's drawing so much attention to himself. Are you that the desperate? Out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got a giant blue hood over your face that you're not supposed to have there. Oh, my god. You've already been yelled at three times. <laughs> I mean... But I imagine for the nine-year-olds, this was very well, like, <laughs> oh, this was a lot of tension. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Are they going to catch up? Just wash your face, legs. Mm, yeah. That's Except that's do. the thing, though. Is just washing off the paint going to make it to where they don't know that he's Lex? No. He's got that long black hair. <laughs> but it wouldn't be so obvious that he's hiding it wouldn't be, yeah. something. It would be so that's obvious. true. That's, you know? Massive hood. Covering I mean, well, it's off. like with Ebony when she was in the, the outfit and her braids are hanging out. <laughs> If your face was, if his face had been clean, he wouldn't have to have the hood covering half his face mm -hmm. because that's really suspicious. I'd be like, dude, <laughs> why? How can you? What are you doing? You know what I why mean? Why are you like, looking at me? Right. Like, and I can still see there's something weird on your face. Pull off your hood. What is? What is that? You know? Just yeah. wash your face. His face in shadow would have been much more like believable. <laughs> yeah. It's. And that's and you're telling me that they don't change the secret passcode? They don't change the secret password to get into the mall? What is the point in having a secret password? Corned beef is just easy to remember, man. That's the first thing suit provided for them. A list of passwords. So that's what they remember. No, corned beef. That's... Hmm... Uh, it just, it sucks because we get these stupid little, like, plot holes, if you will, that don't make any sense. When we know that, that, that the Chosen are supposed to be this well-thought-out machine, you know? That the Guardian wouldn't have been able to do what he did if it wasn't. And, I mean, the Guardian knows that these rebels, they have cloaks. And they've already been in the mall once. Yeah, literally, he knows. They almost, they tried to kill him. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe that was when they implemented the no-hood rule. <laughs> No hoods in the mall. I like the idea behind the scene. I'm fine with, like, mm -hmm. the reason Lex overhears this is because yes. he was sneaking in to see his wife. It's just, once again, the execution fails yeah. it. It just becomes yeah. silly when it shouldn't be silly. This is a massive moment when the Guardian says what he's going to kill Trudy, you know, and but Lex just happens to be there to yeah, hear this very important it, information. It, the execution it, fails it. It would have made more sense if everyone had their hoods up. That he was able to stand in between. No? Sneak in between. But he wasn't. The whole point, you know, was that Luke was supposed to yeah. be like, hey, this is not right. But then not be able to, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But again, we see that, you know, they make light of a few, you know, a few different scenes in this episode. Where they're supposed to be important and mean something, you know. Um, yeah, even with the tone the, Even what was happening with Trudy and, and the Guardian, I couldn't help but laugh at times. Like, it was, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just feel like it's one another one of those episodes where they missed the tone. Should be very dangerous what Lex is yeah. doing. It's yeah. super it should be super dangerous. But instead of coming across as, oh my gosh, he almost got caught, thank goodness. 
you're laughing because you're like, mm-hmm. how dumb are these guys? Yes, it's like a cartoon. It's like watching one of those cartoons, you know? Yes. Yeah. And it, it undercuts the Guardian's actual announcement. Yes. yes. That's the, and how the worst part of it. Yeah. He makes this yeah. massive announcement. It's very important. And this is it doesn't land because of what's happened. You're staring yeah. at Lex's hood. Yeah. Like, how yeah. can they not see that you don't belong here? <laughs> yeah. You were almost caught three times. <laughs> I just still can't. I mean, the Guardian tells them he's reuniting Trudy with the Great One. And that that's what they're going to do. And he tries to bring it as an honor that this is going to happen. So one would think Trudy would accept that willingly. Yeah. Right? If you believe into it, she would be honored. So why the need to treat her the way they do until that moment? It's, it's odd another uh layer <laughs> of cults um getting rid of anybody who dissents against the cult mm-hmm. um this is very common and painting it like this so that anybody who uh if you guys have ever listened to the uh the jones the jones the, yeah, the documentaries okay. too yeah if you've ever listened to those t- those recordings i mm-hmm. Sure. I don't. I they 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 they're they're hard. Viewer discretion to advised, but ab- absolutely, you can hear the same thing that Jaffa is doing here. The the mm-hmm. the what he has cultivated in this group. We saw it the first time they came to the city, and there was a kid who was infected mm-hmm. with uh, the virus, and he has been programmed not to take any medicine that could help him. It's poison. You don't take that. Um, and how he f- he frames this child's death as an honor. He was yes. unafraid mm-hmm. to be with Zoot and it creates this environment where everybody else who might have an adverse reaction to that is afraid to speak up unless it's, it, you know, especially if it were going to happen to them. And um, in those recordings, um, you can hear people gently trying to protest this yes. mass unaliving, yes. um, but you can see how careful they're afraid to straight up say Mm -hmm. this is messed up brah no i don't want to go i got family we shouldn't be doing this you see there's a gentle way they're trying to protest and the way they're shouted down by the crowd yeah you know um and that is what jaffa has created this environment even if there are people who are like whoa no i don't think this is an honor what you're doing to the Supreme Mother, I wouldn't think it was, I honestly personally wouldn't think it was an honor if I had to go join Zoot right now. They would be too afraid to say anything about it because then you're now a new enemy within the group who also has to have this honor, you know? And I do think they did that well, that when he says it, the way he phrases it, it's an honor that she's going to be reunited with Zoot, that nobody says a word, you know? Um, like, oh, I'm glad it's her honor and not mine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, de- they definitely, you know, have that like mindset, like you are a part of, or you are an enemy. Yep. Um, and if you are an enemy, then you die. Uh, we, that's been well established, you know, within the show, him throwing people off buildings. That's mm-hmm. so. Um, do you guys remember when you originally watched it, if you were scared of Trudy's fate? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, they'd shown the. Or willing to kill people off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I definitely was. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, because I, 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 this poor girl. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. just, I, 
I, I again not making excuses for the acts she played a part in what she herself has condoned but i knew even then she's broken you know what i mean like this mm-hmm. isn't her fault that she's here in this position and this isn't an i it's very clear this is just revenge it's just a way to silence her to so shut her yep. up mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. his secrets don't come out his hypocrisy doesn't come out and uh knowing he had the power to do it knowing he could do this to her it's terrifying and these guys would just go along with it they're a supreme yeah. mother yep it's time for her to go mm-hmm. it's because he's got everybody you know brainwashed to the point that like death isn't the end all be all as long as it's not happening to you man yeah and it took me back to the cave when she tried to stand up to him then and she told him like i you know i want the antidote for me and my daughter and that's what i'm going to say when you ask me the way she looks at the crowd and is like you can see she's looking for a single friendly face Anybody, in that crowd yeah. who thinks yes. this is crazy and realizes she doesn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I think um, at this point in the show, I thought, yeah, this could be Trudy's last segment. Mm-hmm. I thought she might have. She yeah, might have I thought off. so too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just truly yeah. hoping they would give us at least another scene and not just have it happen off screen and she magically vanishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of afraid they would do that to be honest see i I, i'm pretty sure like once i realized they were going to show it that it wasn't going to happen yeah but before that yeah no i like this guy is capable of absolutely anything Mm -hmm. curious as to how lex was here to hear it i'm like that's purposeful that lex actually hears this information Mm -hmm. so my question was is lex gonna actually tell the others yeah. Is he actually going to tell the rebels what he's found out? Like, how is he going to use this information? It's not an accident that Lex is here. There's a reason. He is mm-hmm. here to hear this information. So who is he going to share this with and what that going to lead to? I wasn't convinced at this time that she would be saved. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I think this is how she's going to go. But yeah. what is Lex yep. going to use this information? What is this information going to be used for mm-hmm. to move the plot going forward? Yeah. I can't even remember. I can't even remember for the life of me what actually, you know, what he does with the information. Because I was like, it, what if he, t- is he going to tell Tyson and then she will feel like she has to up her game with the Guardian? Will she try to stop it from her end? You know what I mean? It's like, well, how is he mm-hmm. going to use this? In- how is it going to be used? Because he didn't hear this by accident. So even though the scene and all its silliness and ridiculousness is undercuts what the Guardian says, it still, still struck a chord with me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm like, also, I was like, I should have seen this coming because mm-hmm. the way he is, I should have seen that this is what he would do. She's a total threat to him and he can't just bow her down with abuse anymore. He has to eliminate her. And I, it's almost like he's finally able to tap into the jealousy he's always had against her. That Zoot chose her, not him. And he can finally get rid of the other woman because mm-hmm. he's been reluctant partner and like participant in this thruple of theirs with Zoot. And uh, now he can get rid of her because he had no choice but to come up with a story that she was unique or special for zoot it was the only way he could justify why zoot didn't want him mm-hmm. so it's like oh no she was unique and special because she could procreate and that's yeah. why she was that's why he chose her that's all she is though so she could so zoot could make sure he had an heir yeah but that's all she was mm. To be honest, I don't even know why he bothered with Trudy in the first place. <laughs> I would have just taken the child. Because he liked <laughs> the symbolism of it. <laughs> symbolism of Zoot, the mother, and the baby. The holy trinity. Yeah. I know. The symbolism. But... 
Oh, so you think he did it just to see if he could? <laughs> that too, probably. Absolutely. I feel like he does a lot of things just to see if he can. And, and it was more and, than he and, bargained for. You know? Yeah. And, and, and let's not forget, this guy knew Trudy before. Mm-hmm. He was in a class with, in, in the same class as she and Martin were. Yeah. Or maybe mm-hmm. in his fantasy mind, the relationship he created for himself and Zoot, in his mind, maybe he saw Trudy as a comrade. I, You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if he was with you and you had a child with him, you must think just as highly as I do. And then he learned yeah. right mm-hmm. away that she didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. But it was too late. He'd already taken her. He'd already done the work, the legwork mm-hmm. to convince his ch- his chosen that she needed to be taken. He couldn't undo it now. And now he's stuck with her. <laughs> it's like you should have had a conversation with her first before mm-hmm. telling your chosen that she was necessary. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you could have just taken that kid and disappeared. They would have never found Brady. Yeah. They didn't even try. All a bunch of stupid news. So that brings Series 3, Episode 15 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, please send us a message on our Facebook page or on our website, thetribe.co.uk. So we'll see you next time for Episode 16. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.